Let's get back to more of this rich dialogue with Tavis Smiley. I'm Tavis Smiley, and our guest uh, in this half hour is Ty Allen Jackson, award-winning children's book author, literacy advocate, and we're going to have a brief conversation here, uh, spirited but brief conversation about the importance of representation in literacy for black children, for that matter, uh, the vital importance of uh, literacy for black children, uh, particularly now that school is back in session. Ty Allen Jackson, how are you, sir? Sir, I am exceptionally well, and I hope you are as well. I am exceptionally well, and if I complained, I'd be an ingrate. So uh, I'm just <laughs> delighted, to, delighted to be here and delighted to have you uh, uh, on for this uh, for this conversation. Uh, let, let me start with this. Um, a bit out of the box, but uh, nonetheless, you can handle it. If I were to do a survey of black children across the country and ask them to name their favorite music artist, their favorite, favorite athlete, mm, their favorite actor, I suspect I'd get a, a plethora of responses. Uh, but if I were to ask these same black children who their favorite author is, I suspect it might be crickets. Uh, if I'm right about that, um, how do you read that? Uh, unfortunately, you couldn't be more right. I think we, uh, and I'm even proud to say, we are a pop-driven culture. Mm-hmm. We love our entertainment. You know, we love our sports. We love our music. We, we, we love our entertainment. We are entertainment. Um, with that being said, somehow or another, the world of literature has missed us, mm-hmm. or whether, or maybe we've missed it. And uh, yes, ch- children, I think, for the most part, would struggle to, to name an author, and certainly to name an author of color. And I think there are a number of reasons for this. I think it could go back as far as history's sake, that 150 years ago it was illegal for people of color, for black people to read in this country. Or you can even focus more today, where there, the majority of books that are printed today don't feature children of color. And when they do, they're not contemporary but uh, uh, contemporary or positive. Uh, but I I want to put the, 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 a lot of the onus on, on us mm-hmm. and, um, and thinking that as, as, a, as, a, as a culture, we don't emphasize books. As a culture, we don't emphasize reading the way we should. And especially in the world of pop culture, we really don't do a fantastic job of, of lifting up and promoting and accentuating our authors and illustrators of color. Is that because of the white supremacy inside of us? Oof, man, I think that's uh, a... I, I don't want to always place the blame at white supremacy. I, I obviously, you know, uh, it, 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 it proverbially has its, its knee on the neck of us. But I, I think we have to hold ourselves accountable because I think part of the problem is also black authorship itself. Black authors, in my opinion, need to do a better job of not just promoting historical or cultural or, his, uh, or historical content. It's got to be fun. When, when we were kids growing up, we read for fun. We read for joy. We read for entertainment. Mm. And especially now where kids have to compete with social media and video games and movies, if these are the options that they have, and then we're going to put a book in front of them to talk about slavery or segregation or Jim Crow, that's not going to fly. I mean, and any kid who, 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 who's going to choose between video games and reading about Jackie Robinson, as much as I love Jackie Robinson, he's going to lose. So, so authors themselves need to step up the game and write about uh, uh, characters and stories that are fun and that are vibrant and that are also speak to multiple voices. I mean, it, it can't just be a black voice. 
I think when we find characters that 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 children can find inside of all of them, regardless of their race, gender, or whatever, I think we have a better job of being successful. I take your point, Ty, about black complicity. Uh, put another way, black accountability. Um, I I, I, I don't push back on that point. And yet I do think that we cannot poo-poo. There is something to this argument that um, when you read literature and you don't see yourself represented in it, um, to your point about it being fun, well, it ain't no fun if I keep reading stuff and I can't see myself in the story. No, that, that's, that's without question. And I think both things can be true. I think that we can, we can hold ourselves accountable for creating these images and also um, be able to, to create images that kids see themselves and just feel really, really good about. And I'm, I'm really proud to be able to do work that kids, can all, kids of all colors can see themselves and, uh, and not only uh, have fun in reading these characters, but also mm-hmm. simultaneously learn life lessons and, and things that are going to be really relevant in our lives for years to come. Yep. We've, indicted, we've indicted a number of persons and um, institutions already in this conversation. What we've not gotten to is indicting the industry. You put, you've, uh, raised yeah. a, you've raised a level of expectation for black authors. No pushback there. You've raised the issue of our own accountability as black people. No pushback there. And what the culture needs to do to, be, to, to uh, advance the issue of, 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 uh, of books and reading and literature. Um, no argument from me on any of those fronts. Uh, where you will get an argument if you uh, if you want one <laughs> is 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 on the industry. Um, I we all recall after the murder of George Floyd, uh, black people in every uh, industry, uh, in every uh, uh, lane of human endeavor, black folk were calling out industries uh, after the murder of George Floyd uh, for for the ways in which they have you know, proverbially had their knees on our necks in these very spaces that we occupy. You'll recall very well that a whole lot of black folk in the uh, in the in the in the in the industry of, of books and publishing had their say as well. And the industry promised it was going to do better. So I, I ain't mad at your indictment on anybody and everybody else. But what about the industry itself? No, the injury itself, as much as anyone, has to be substantially more accountable. Uh, there's only about 8% of children's books that are published today feature a black character as the main character. And very often those books are dealt in, you know, history or culture and not just joy and fun. So I, I think primarily the, the industry in which puts the books out has to do a better job of, of showcasing black authors, showcasing uh, black uh, authors and illustrators, and uh, stories, not just black stories, but at least stories including black people. Uh, there's also some systems in, or some, uh, some circumstances in which there are white voices telling black stories. Mm-hmm. And that, 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 again, is a huge problem. Uh, when you see books that feature a child of color and then you go to the back and there's a white person telling that story, that's a problem. I mean, um, especially when there's such a deficit of authors and illustrators of color in the world of, of literature. And then when you finally find a book of color that the person who actually wrote and illustrated the book doesn't represent the voice that they're showcasing. It is, it is, a, it is an absolute problem. And like anything else, we have to do as a culture a better job of holding accountable these authors, I mean these publishers, so mm-hmm. that they represent our voices and our faces more. I want to interrogate that last point, Ty, when we come forward. Uh, and my mind immediately went to the debate I've had more times than I can count 
in my career about whether or not it's a good thing or bad thing, good thing or bad thing that black babies are adopted by folk who happen not to be black. And you know the argument. There are a lot of black folk who are purist on this. Like, you know what? If you're a black baby, you ought to be in a black family. They don't know how to do your hair. They don't know a lot of stuff about our culture. They can't teach you about um, the royalty that you descend from. So there are a lot of black folk who don't want to hear it. If you're a black baby, you ought to be adopted by a black family. Well, that ain't the way it works. A lot of black babies go unadopted. Black babies go more unadopted than anybody else. And so if they can find love and a family that cares for them and comforts them, what's wrong with that? Uh, that's what my mind went to. And you made the point about um, the fact that if these black books uh, children's books are written by white authors. That's a problem. Is it really? Let's talk about it when we come forward on Tavis Smiley. Seeking the truth. The truth. Speaking, Speaking the, truth. the truth. This, this is the Tavis, Tavis Smiley, Smiley Show. Sounds different. different, huh? This, this is Tavis Smiley. Smiley. So, Ty Allen Jackson, is it really a problem that uh, white authors are, are writing books that are geared toward? Uh, black children, you heard my example, um, uh, comparative example of uh, black babies adopted by white families, whether or not that's really a problem. Uh, and I'm just playing devil's advocate here, but but un- unpack that for me as to whether or not you think it really is a problem as long as these children are seeing themselves in books. Uh, the, it, it is a problem, and it's, it's, a, it's a problem for two reasons. And uh, the first one is one of the ones you touched on earlier. And that's representation. Mm-hmm. It, it is with the same the same way that our kids are idolizing LeBron James and Beyonce and Will Smith. They're not idolizing the authors because they're not seeing them. And when they do see them, if they don't look like them, then that's not representation. Mm-hmm. It's not enough to have the characters itself be uh, to, 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 to showcase uh, and, and for them to see themselves in the characters. They need to see them in the voices of the people who wrote them because they're more than likely to aspire to want to be the author than to be the character. Mm. And we also want to, we want to showcase our kids that they can be authors. When they think, of, so many of them think that the road to success for them looks like LeBron James, Beyonce, and Will Smith, not knowing that the opportunities for them to grow uh, as an author, an illustrator, or somewhere in the world of publishing lies within them as well. But if they don't see them that way, then that's a problem. And it's also a problem in the world of money. Like we're, we're, we're compensating white authors for black voices instead of compensating black authors for black voices. Mm. For black. So, so in those two instances, and I, I get your analogy of, of the adoption, in which I'm all for whomever loves uh, can receive that love by all means, regardless of what you look like. Love is love. Uh, but I think in this instance, uh, I think it really is important for representation to matter and also to be comp- and compensation matters. With that being said, I also want to say, I think it's really essential, and I don't want to contradict what I just said, that we all just kind of have to be able to support one another. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is, is that so many authors or so much of the world of publishing is white that you, you can't, and such a deficit is black that it's unfair to give some black voices to white faces. It's just not a fair thing to do. Yep. Everybody is opining about this uh, these days, but I've not heard Ty Allen Jackson opine about it, particularly given that you are an award-winning children's book author and literacy advocate. What say you about this, uh, uh, this nonsense of banning certain books? Um, it is just another form of delegation and suppression by the other side to keep us quiet and keep us passive. We all know that knowledge is power and that you get knowledge from books. 
And um, and so to suppress books and not allow them to be shared is just another form of suppression. And um, and also it's due to the lack of accountability because knowledge is power and because with the Internet and with uh, the uh, the uh, abundance of literature and information that's out there, things are being exposed in the world that does not put the history of this country in a good light. And because of that, uh, I feel like powers that be are, are holding back that information, i.e. banning books, and, um, and, and, and using that as, as a way to be able to, to show that, you know, whites are still in power, that white America is, is, is alive and thriving, and that they're still in control about what it is that, we'll, that they'll allow to, uh, to, 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 to be put out there in the world as, as far as information is concerned. And it's really unfortunate. Um, books are the most powerful entity for our learning, mm-hmm. and all books, uh, regardless of subject matter, uh, should be free for anyone to read whenever it is that they choose. And um, so, obviously, I'm against banning yeah. books, all books, and not even books I agree with. I'm sure there's a, sure. many books out there that I disagree with, but the accessibility of them should, should be welcome to anyone. In our remaining moments with Ty Allen Jackson, I want to probe uh, his um, his thoughts on how uh, we help children today uh, fall in love with reading. How does one, you know, help a, a, a black youth uh, to find joy in reading. We all know the benefits of that. If you can get a kid to fall in love reading early on, we know the benefits of, of that over a lifetime. But how do we get folks, to these kids, to, to find joy in reading, to fall in love with reading? Uh, that for Ty when we come forward on Tavis. Hope, agency, dignity. This is Tavis Smiley. Can you dig it? Come on! Ready to re-examine your assumptions and expand your inventory, expand of ideas? Your inventory of ideas? More of Tavis Smiley coming your way right now. Our remaining moments now with Ty Allen Jackson. We've been talking, in case you just tuned in, about uh, literacy, uh, specifically literacy uh, uh, for black children now that uh, school is back in session. Um, so, Ty, you do this all the time. You are, again, an award-winning uh, children's book author yourself. What say you uh, in this moment uh, of American history? Uh, this moment in our journey as black folk in America about how we help kids. I don't want to say trick them, how we help them fall in love with reading and find a joy in reading. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I love the question. And I think it's, it's not as difficult as you think it is. Mm-hmm. I think there's three primary ways. And the first is I want to paraphrase the great James Baldwin, who once said uh, that uh, children never listen to their parents, but they never fail to emulate them. Mm. And so, so if you want your child to read, then they need to see their primary educator, that's you, the parent, reading as well. Mm. They will prioritize what they see you do. So if you want your child to be a reader, you need to be a reader as well. And it's very possible to make time to, to read together or have a reading time. So that's one thing. Your children need to see you reading. Secondly, um, we need to align with pop culture. Pop culture is going nowhere. So if your kids love Beyonce, go get a book about Beyonce. If they love Jay-Z, if they love engineering, if they love cars, if they love ballerinas, there's more than an abundance of books out there in the world that aligns with the things that your kids love on social media. If you put a book in front of them that's their favorite topic, they're going to read it. So find out what their hot button is and get a book for them and, um, and, 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 and make that time. 
The 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 other thing, and it, I, I can't believe how simple this is, but how effective it is, mm-hmm. is that very often parents will come to me and say, my kids hate reading. And my question to them is, when was the last time you took your child to a bookstore? Mm-hmm. And more than 90% of them say they never have. So if you want your kids to read and to love and embrace reading, take them to the bookstore. It is such a powerful, magical place from the smells to the vibrancy and this, the array of books there. Go to the bookstore, put $10, $20 in their hands, and let them run. And guarantee you they're going to find a book. And having ownership of their own book that they chose that speaks to them, I guarantee you will be something that sets off a spark and in inspiring them to embrace the joy and power of reading. To your point, it is a simple answer, but it's a powerful response. <laughs> I never got, never thought about it quite that way. Uh, that's why you're Thank the you. expert, and I'm just a lowly talk show host. <laughs> I'm just asking uh, questions. so but, much more than that, sir. Uh, I'm asking questions, you've been, you've, you're hitting them out the park. Uh, and thank you uh, for doing that for the last 30 minutes. His name is Ty. Alan Jackson. He is an award-winning children's book author himself, literacy advocate, motivational speaker, as you can tell. And I'm delighted in this conversation about the importance of representation in literacy for our black babies. Ty, all the best to you, sir. Thanks for your time. I appreciate you. I appreciate you, sir. Good to have you on this program.